welcome to the Reddit Janolster Standard Podcast. My name is Claire Bullivant and I'm hosting this week's show. And this week I met up with a very big-hearted Reddit schoolgirl who is on the cusp of raising £2,500 for guide dogs. And she's hoping one last push will help her smash that target. Her name is Lauren Carrington. She's only 11 years old and she embarked on her fundraising mission about 18 months ago after being inspired by a school project to do something for the community. Since then, she's organised coffee mornings, she's climbed Snowden, made loom bands, which she's sold to her friends, and stashed away her pocket money for the cause. And it's something close to the Walkwood Middle School pupil's heart, as her very proud mum, Gemma, is registered blind and relies on her precious guide dog, Jeanette, to help her. I met Jeanette and the whole family this week and went to find out all about it. So stay tuned and find out how you can help how you can also attend the amazing party they're organising and also possibly name one of the guide dogs. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Redditch Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. So, Lauren, how did you get involved with all this? Well, I wanted to help guide dogs because guide dogs have really changed my mum's life and I wanted to do something to help them. And your mum, Gemma, you're blind. Um, yeah, I'm registered blind. I've got limited vision, so I manage, but I had to get out and about. I need the dog. You've had four or five guide dogs now, isn't that right? We've had four. What sort of things do they do for mum that help her? So they manoeuvre her around cars, take her through a busy street, and she f- and takes her around New Street. So. It's really busy, so it just helps her a lot so she can just manoeuvre around everything. Brilliant. And Gemma, how has it changed your life? Well, um, it, having a dog really does... Guide dogs say they're a life changer for the person who has them. It is, but it life, does life change for the family. Um, having a dog gives me confidence to get out and do things. I have issues with crowds because I don't see any definition. They're just shapes moving towards me quite quickly sometimes. Mm. And so the dog will actually see it and move around the people moving towards me. And having that confidence in a dog gives me confidence to go and do things that I wouldn't have dreamt of doing without her, that I wouldn't do on the cane. When Lauren was little, we used to stay in the local town. We didn't go anywhere. But when I got my first dog after a couple of year break, Lauren and I undertook a massive train journey from Wolverhampton down to Warminster, changing in Bristol, which is a station I didn't know. And we did that, the two of us, because I got the dog. I had the confidence to go somewhere completely strange because I had the dog to help me negotiate everywhere. And I've just met your gorgeous Labrador, Jeanette. Um, she's so white and she's a Labrador, right? Labrator across. And how do you apply? Do you have to apply for these dogs? Yes, we have to. Um, you apply to guide dogs for them. There's different services they can provide now as well. So while you wait, um, either while you're waiting for a guide dog or when you've got a guide dog, they'll help you with mobility training. So you've not just got the dog. If the dog's poorly, you can't be use the dog. Right. So they assist you with other methods of um, manoeuvring around as well. So I'm what we call long cane trained. So I use a white cane to get about if I haven't got the dog. 
But unfortunately, they have their own pitfalls. Mm. With a long cane, you, it doesn't sense things before you get to them. So you walk into them, then move around them. Right. Which does get a few nasty comments occasionally oh, no. from people. Or watch, or don't scratch my car I've had before. Oh, no. But People also, are just unaware, aren't they, yeah. half the time? Yeah. They just don't know what's going on. And I've been reading about guide dogs a little bit today um, because I didn't realise that the first ever guide dogs, apparently, they go back to, like, the first century in Roman times. There was a mural with somebody having a guide dog leading. I mean, these animals have just been so special to us, haven't they, oh, as humans? Yeah. And what makes a good guide dog? How do they do it? How do they train them? They start training from about a week old. They're born in a person's home, and that person has a page of an A4 list, tick list that they'd ideally like them to be introduced to over the t- over their time. So they start at that age. At six weeks, they go off back to the breeding centre where they're assessed to see if they could potentially become a dog, a guide dog, before they go off to puppy walkers. And if they feel they haven't got what it takes to be a guide dog, they're then offered to other charities, because guide dogs have their own breeding programme, where some other charities might not have it or might not have as such a big breeding programme, so they're offered to other charities. And that's when they uh, when they come is go to the puppy walkers where they start a lot of their training. But they've already done some within the home. And Lauren, so you've been climbing mountains and doing all sorts of things. What have you been doing? Tell us all about them. Well, well, I've had two coffee mornings. Nice. Uh, I walked up Snowdon. You walked all the way up Snowdon? Yeah. Amazing. How much did you raise there? 745. Oh my goodness, incredible. And I've raised a lot of pocket money that my parents have doubled. Amazing. And so what you're doing is you're giving all this money, are you, to the guide dogs um, to train and breed some more dogs that will look after people like your mum? Incredible. And how, Gemma, how much does it cost for a guide dog to be Um, trained? About the average cost of a working guide dog because they don't just train them. Right. They they determine that no one can be ruled out of having a guide dog if they can't afford it. Right. I've been there and not been able to afford to pay for dog food or anything. Guide dogs pay for everything. All your vet's bills, your food, fleas, wormers. Fantastic. If you can't afford to purchase beds and bowls, they will provide them when you start training. They will give you your leads, your collars, your bells that you free run with. All things like that, they will provide that when you start and they will support you all the way through. So it's about £51,000 at the moment. Per dog. You only really need to pay 50p for a guide dog. How and does that work? What happens is, for insurance purposes, because guide dogs have public liability insurance and different insurances, so if something happens, you're, they're protected, and you're protected. And But legally, to be covered in, by that insurance, you actually need to own the dog. Oh, I see. So, so it has to be bought. So please. they sell you the dog for the minimal charge of 50 pence. That's a bargain, isn't it? I have just saw yeah. your beautiful Jeanette. Mm. I'd love a Jeanette. She yeah. was just absolutely incredible. And Laura, when I came into your house today, she's obviously so much more even than a guide dog because she's a lovely family pet as well. She's part of yeah. your family. You were giving her lots of strokes and cuddles and she was really 
really affectionate. So it isn't, they're not working all the time, are they? They get some time off and they get to hang out as a family, member of the family. Oh, definitely. Um, a lot of people say, I've had it commented and people believe that guide dogs, it can be cruel to them because you just have them working. They wouldn't work if they didn't want to. That's the thing. Guide dogs is all about... They want the dog to be happy. If a dog doesn't show willingness to guide or doesn't like to do it, doesn't have the confidence to step forward and do it, they will be retired. It doesn't matter if it happens during training or if it's something happens and they suddenly back, back off. When they're actually working, they will assess that and they will be retired it's not cruel they want to do it and what happens when they're retired do you get to keep them as a family pet Uh, we have options but we can either keep them we can nominate someone to have them or guide dogs have a huge waiting list of people wanting retired or failed guide dogs oh how nice yeah fantastic and i was reading a bit about their training and certain dogs make good guide dogs don't they like labradors and because I was reading they have to be critical thinkers because sometimes they have to be intelligently disobedient. For example, if you're saying a command and they see something else that might yes. harm you, they have to go against what you're saying. So they have to be really clever. Yeah, and we have to continue that training. It's um, ongoing training we have to continue at home as well. So if you see, um, we try and do it relatively quiet streets but we have to encourage people to to ask them to cross the road when we know there's traffic coming <laughs> because it then um, they then know they've got to not do it mm. and that will stop them from crossing the road and you praise them for it Brilliant. and then when you don't see something coming then when they don't they'll have kept up that practice and Jeanette's actually saved myself and herself walking down Yvonne Road. What we, happened? We were walking down Yvonne Road. It was windy. I couldn't hear anything. And a car just suddenly reversed off its drive. Oh, my goodness. But she could tell what was happening. It was windy. It was bright. I had very little hearing because of the wind. I had no sight because of the sunlight was in my eyes. And this car just reversed off. But she suddenly stopped and then made me ensured I stopped. Oh, wow, what a hero. What yes. an absolute hero. And does she listen to you as well, Lauren? Can you tell her yeah. to do things? Have you got any special tricks you can... Well, I've been trying to teach her to roll it, but it hasn't worked. Oh, that takes a while, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I've taught her to jump up on a command because I taught my Nana's dog, Maya, to jump up on a command hmm. because we have to try to train her to turn, go off when she's jumping up. Right. So I trained Jeanette to jump up when I say the command. Brilliant. And so does Jeanette take some of the pressure off you? Like, obviously, you're an amazing daughter and your mum's been singing your praises, um, but obviously you have to step in a lot, don't you? But is Jeanette sort of like a hand for you, helping around the house with mum and taking her out and things like that as well? And you're raising more money, aren't you? You've got a big event coming up. What's, What's that all about? Um, it's on the 23rd of November 
and it's a party night to raise money for guide dogs. We There'll love a party. Tell us more. Um, there'll be a band called Sub-Zero. Do you know what? I saw Sub-Zero. I think they played at this year's Morton Stanley Festival, didn't that's, they? That's right. They headlined there at seven, the 7 o'clock headliner group. They're the, amazing. They're absolutely fantastic. So where's this big party happening? It's at Redditch Golf Club and there'll be a lot and there'll be a few dogs there. Amazing. So is it during the day or is it a nighttime party? Nighttime. But people can bring their dogs? Yeah. Not, not, no, it's just going to be guide dogs there. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so you not can people meet bring, the dogs. You can meet be... the guide dogs. People, we've got volunteers coming in, bringing their guide dogs. Um, they have some uh, puppies that are being puppy walked. We've got working dogs there and we've got retired dogs. But because it's in Redditch Golf Club itself and there's going to be food there, then it's just not appropriate this time. Our coffee mornings, we've said, yes, well-behaved dogs, more than welcome. But it's bec- but because it's Redditch Golf Club, we have to undertake their regulations as well. And so, But it's open to general members of the public. We can yeah. all buy tickets and come along. How, oh, yes. how much are the tickets then? The adult tickets are £10 each and the children's over, under 12s are £7.50. We do need tickets, and um, you do need tickets in advance because I do need to book the buffet. So I need numbers to order buffets, and um, they can. Um, we've got a dedicated email address set up for this, and that's monitored all the de- all day. So we will get back to you as quickly as we can on that. And that's party at ingleton dot com, and Ingleton is spelled I N G L E. T-O-N.com. And so, Lauren, how much? You've already raised £2,402. That's just absolutely incredible. But what's the aim? How much How much are you, are you ever going to stop? I'm hoping to raise £2,500. I think you're going to get there very soon. Yeah. And so I'm going to name a puppy. Oh, are you? What are you going to call it? I don't know. There's going to be a vote, 20 people vote, at the party night, and there's going to be a few names. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a really nice idea. So what happens? They pay one pound, yeah. and then they can hopefully name a puppy, and you choose. Vote. Is it you who chooses, or no, it's a vote? No, the majority vote. Oh, fantastic. I get to choose about three or four names that I like, mm. and then majority vote wins, and that puppy gets named that. Did you, did you name Jeanette? No, she was a sponsored. She was already sponsored that name. You have to be careful, don't you, naming them because you can't call them something like Neil because it sounds like heel. I was yes. reading about that. They have to be like it's often very human names. Yeah, um, some are human, some aren't so. Because I've got um, my previous ones have been Lister, Echo, and Glade. So Jeanette's been the first human name, oh, right. but it needs to be quite snappy. But um, also, it's sent- some people do it for sentimental reasons. So Jeanette is one for a sentimental reason. And Lauren's come up with some beautiful names. And um, a lot of them are sentimental. She originally wanted to name the dog Shirley because, unfortunately, just over 12, well, 18 months or so ago, just before she started this, we lost my grandmother. Oh, and her name was Shirley. And then she got caught, she got really stuck come January when we lost my grandfather. Oh, so she's coming up with different names of things that will be sentimental to her and good names. I've got a few names. I've got Mocha because nice of Coffee Morning. Oh, that's lovely. And my Nana's cat used to be called Mocha. Nice. And I've got Boeing because... 
my sounds gi- like a jumbo jet Boeing seven four seven. Yeah, because my gi and my mummy's nana were last names were Bowen. Oh wow, that's a very famous name, isn't yeah. it? They could have been they could have been the inventors of the jumbo jet. Who knows? Yeah, you're obviously very proud of her, Gemma. She's oh. doing amazing things and getting all this recognition. Being only eleven years old, are you proud of yourself? Yes, we're we're so proud of you. And honestly, we were talking about you in the office, and just admit, I think we were, you were mentioned actually on the last week's podcast. You were in the paper, and I think our editor spoke about all the things you've been doing on last week's podcast. So we had to have you on as a guest, and you are absolutely amazing. And is this something then? you want to you can see yourself continuing to do this for a long time or are you going to get to that limit and stop once you've got one puppy um i think i'd stop after raising the 2500 but continue like when there's pet the puppies around town and donate money i'll probably put some money in the bucket and things lauren hasn't just been doing this the last 18 months her 2500 pound target's been that she's actually been doing it since she was four and a half years old because she's um she got um raised um awareness of it at school and because of me coming into school with her with the dog working to school I actually was called into her primary school when she was in year one, so she'd been five, and I went round the whole of her school, and the school donated money to guide dogs. She's come, because there's been times I've not been able to have childcare, she's come and stood with me with the collection tins when we've collected on the streets, and shopping centres and shops. She's also been to talks with me, um... She enjoys going to the brownies and the cubs um, talks because she will actually pass on to the children what it's like being a child with a parent with a disability and with a guide dog. And then the children find that having Lauren there, they can approach her and they see it more as a, from a child's perspective as we can sit there and we can tell them what we know. But they understand more if they've spoken to a child. So Lauren will actually come and do those talks with us and has been doing those for years. Lauren, do you know what my vote would be to call the next dog? Lauren, a dog after you, because you are such a superstar. Gemma, I did want to ask you one question. I'm always, This is a personal question for me, yes. but whenever I'm out and about in town and I see a guide dog or a, you know, a blind person with a guide dog, I never know if I'm allowed to go up and touch it or fuss it or whether I should... What advice have you got to people like me? My who, advice is, if they're working them, don't distract them. If you desperately want to touch them... Please ask the owner. Um, my previous dogs weren't so people orientated as Jeanette is. And they actually... But Jeanette now, if someone tries to stroke her, she will then look for the attention. So she doesn't concentrate as well. We need them concentrating really, really hard, particularly busy areas or roads and steps. I've had people stop, stop and stroke her on stairs and it's just made her stumble. Oh, gosh, yeah. So luckily she didn't fall, but she stumbled. So we do really, please don't... Oh, they're beautiful, I know, but please don't touch them. They're our lifesavers. That's really good advice, because I think people like me, we're not meaning to be... But I'm, I always... So the rule is, if they're working, just leave them alone. Yes. Maybe if you're in a queue at a, the post office and one sat there... <laughs> You could ask the oh, owner yes. and yeah. maybe then give it a pet. But yes. Yeah, that's but, really oh, good yeah. advice. Sometimes 
people aren't very aren't the most friendliest to dogs because when you walk into Birmingham, you think you've got a lion on the harness. The amount of people who run away screaming. Do they? Yeah. No. Has that happened to you? Well, yeah, a few times when we've been into Birmingham, people run away screaming. They think we've got a lion on a harness or something. Well, I've looked at Jeanette, and she's not even a particularly big Labrador, is she? She's oh, a very slight, a... slender, gorgeous Labrador. Yeah. Um, that's really... You should get... Have you ever seen those fancy dress um, costumes you can get for dogs, and you can get, like, a yeah. lion's mane? Maybe yeah. you could get one of those one time. And paint her orange. <laughs> that could be quite funny. Um, oh, well, listen, guys, you have been absolutely amazing. It's so valuable, this information, to our listeners of this podcast the readers of the reddit standard and we're just so proud that you're here in reddit you've got an amazing future ahead of you lauren mum's very lucky to have you and Gemma, you've just been invaluable and incredible thank you so much for talking to us and if anyone wants tickets please let me know i need to give numbers in on the 19th of november for for buffet right so please come along and help lauren celebrate i'm sure we're going to reach that target this time how many tickets have you sold so far i've sold 60 so far so i've got another 30 oh my goodness so it's gonna be an amazing so i've got some i've got tickets if people want but today i've had four requests for tickets if you want them get them quick amazing and is it going to be a dressy affair or come as you please what our our opinion is is however you feel comfortable is the best way to be and it's going to be just to repeat again it's going to be at the redditch golf club and featuring headliners of the Morton Stanley Festival. If any of you caught them, they were incredible. Sub Zero will be performing. Ten pounds that involve that includes all your food, drink yeah. drinks at the bar. You have to obviously pay yes. for and raff, the raff, there's raffle tickets. There's games happening, but and there's there are an adults auction game. price. Oh, what's there's the auction, auction price? prizes? Oh, you'll have to come along and find out what they are. <laughs> I've got two. But probably three fantastic auction prizes that have been donated to us by some very nice people. Brilliant. So if anybody wants tickets, just email party at ingleton.com. That's ingleton, I-N-G-L-E-T-O-N.com. Lauren, anything you want to finally finish off the podcast with? I really hope you can come and thank you for all the support. Fantastic. Thank you so much, both of you. Hey, thank you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with all the best things to see and do in Redditch and Ulster over the next few days. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Guide. And we're back with some of our top picks of things to see and do this coming week in Redditch, Ulster and the surrounding areas. Have we got any trivia masters listening? If so, there's a quiz night happening on Friday the 15th of November at the Jubilee Centre in Ulster. It's teams of six. You can take your own food and drink and five of your cleverest friends, obviously. Believe me, you'll need them. There are some very intelligent people in Ulster. I went to a pub quiz once there a few years ago and I think we came last out of about 20 teams. I obviously need all the help I can get. So if you're super clever and want to be a mighty 
team, 7pm at the Jubilee Centre on Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's actually a really fun night on Friday. Loads of great events going on all over the place. Seven Drunken Nights, the story of the Dubliners is on at the Palace Theatre. This tells the story of a career spanning 50 years and evoking the spirits of the original Dubliners and is a hugely talented cast of musicians and singers bringing the music of this iconic group to life. It's a 7.30pm start and you can get a taste of it all on their website, sevendrunkennights.com. Be quick and book your tickets for Friday night. Also on Friday night, now this sounds cool, it's a didgeridoo sound bath happening at Beely Village Hall. Now I have no idea what to expect about this, but apparently the earthly drone of a didgeridoo has a grounding and soothing quality and will be gently accompanied by a acoustic guitar and drums. If you go, do let us know what it's all about as I'm dying to hear and um, I really want to be able to make it one of these times because it sounds fun. It sounds like the sort of thing I'd really enjoy. 7.30pm at Beely Village Hall there. There's also a murder mystery night happening at Ridgeway Academy on the Evesham Road on Friday evening. This is an evening of fun, a mystery and murder, but who did it? 7pm start, get your tickets before they all run out from the Ridgeway Academy. Such a fun thing to do. And it doesn't stop there. It's a busy night on, in Redditch on Friday. It may be the 15th of November, but it doesn't mean we have to stop raising funds as there is a poppy appeal and doogie weir charity night happening at Redditch Cricket, Hockey and Rugby Club on Friday. Do try and get along there and support. 7.30pm start and all the details are on their social media pages. And who loves a bit of Aussie? Well, the Rocklands Club are hosting a forever Sabbath night on Friday to rock into your weekend. 8pm until 10pm at the Rocklands Club in Redditch. And then moving on to Saturday, the 16th of November, there's another trivia night actually in Ulster too. This time it's the Inner Wheel Club of Ulster Quiz and Supper Evening. And it's all happening at the Scout Hut in Ulster. Teams are four this time, 10.50 per person, but it does include your supper so it's a great bargain night out you get a lovely dinner and quiz and entertainment and get to show off how clever you are it's going to be fantastic 7 45 p.m start for an actual 7 p.m quiz start so do try and get there and have fun at that also on Saturday, the wonderful Barry Steele and Friends will be at the Palace Theatre telling the Roy Orbison story. You can expect an upbeat night of solid 60s hits and 80s contemporary genius. That's what he tells me. 7.30pm start and get your tickets quick from the Palace Theatre. On to Sunday, the 17th of November. You may have read my article a few weeks ago about spending the night at the Forge Mill Museum for Halloween. I knew Redditch was known for its needles, but apparently we were also world leaders in making fish hooks. So it's wonderful to welcome home the National Vintage Fishing Tackle Fair this Sunday, that 17th of November, at the Abbey Stadium. I won't pretend to know much about fishing, but it's nice to see it all coming home to Redditch, where Fishing Tackle was born, 9am until 2pm at the Abbey Stadium. And who knows? You could hook a bargain. Groan, groan. I know. Just ignore that one, please. There's also a litter pick happening in Crabs Cross on Sunday. You can meet outside the co-op on the Evesham Road in Crabs Cross at 11am on Sunday and do a great thing for the community. What a great way to start your Sunday. 
And a great way to finish your Sunday is at Alan's Charity Quiz Night at the Bell Inn in Aswabank. Great pub, great time there every Sunday at 9pm. Alan is a legend. His quizzes are fantastic. It's all for charities, so do grab a team and get yourself there. It's going to be a lot of fun once again. Next week, just something to put in on your radar for next Tuesday, the 19th of November. Cats will be at the Palace Theatre. It's all from the Redditch Operatic Society and it's going to be amazing. It is a version of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats, obviously, and it's on until the 23rd of November at the Palace. Do get your tickets quick because it's going to fly. They're going to fly. And that's it for this week's top pick. Sadly, we don't have enough time on this podcast to go through everything, but I hope that gives you a few ideas. For our full listings, do check out our website or also the column every week in the Redditch Standard. And remember, if you have an event going on, tell me so I can tell everyone. Also, if you have a story for us or would like to help promote your business, wishing someone a happy birthday or even have an announcement to make, give us a call at the Redditch and Ulster Standards and we can help. The number is 01527-588-688 or you can email our editor at editor at redditchstandard.co.uk. Everything is also on our website, redditchstandard.co.uk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and even YouTube. Like, share, follow us and join in the Redditch conversation. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. And thanks to the amazing Lauren, Gemma and Jeanette the dog, our special guests being amazing and raising money for the guide dogs. Until next week. Bye.